3: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Terms apply.
1: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst With a set of new tires from Tire Rack, they sell only the best, like a full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: So glad to have you along with us on this Monday with absolutely so much to get to. We'll get to the big news of the day and that again happens in Washington, D.C. in about 20 minutes or so. We'll check in with Danny Canal, former NFL and Florida State quarterback now a part of CBS Sports and Mad Dog Radio as we'll talk everything National Football League. Will there be a college football season or will, not, or will there not be a college football season? A big star in the NBA has tested positive for COVID-19. We'll check in with Rick Buecher uh, to find out how things are going in the bubble and they're not going great with the Lakers who lost Rajon Rondo for two months. Uh, We dive into that and yes for all of you Madden fans out there we are starting to get an idea of the ratings in Madden 21. We don't know if we're gonna have football but we're gonna have a video game and we're gonna have some fun with the ratings that are there in the new Madden 21 football game. All that and So much more as we are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. Want to lay out everything? Find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can find George Reister on Twitter, the six-year NFL vet, at George Reister. And, George, the big, big story of the day is obviously the official change or the soon-to-be change of the Washington football team retiring the nickname and logo of the Redskins. This was the statement that was released earlier today. Now, there were reports last night that the Redskins were ready to change their name and retire that nickname, and we heard in a statement today or read in a statement today, and I'll read it to you right now. Quote, on July 3rd, we announced the commencement of a thorough review of the team's name. That review has begun in earnest, and as part of this process, we want to keep our sponsors fans and community apprised of our thinking as we go forward. Today, we are announcing we will be retiring the Redskins name and logo upon completion of this review. Dan Snyder and Coach Rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the standing of our proud, tradition-rich franchise and inspire our sponsors, fans, and community for the next 100 years. And seeing the response and reading the response of this statement there are people who are critical of some of the wordage that was used in this statement, specifically the word of sponsors. But you do have to realize that the reason that this issue is where it is right now is because of sponsors. It is the only reason why Dan Snyder decided to change the name of his football team, because we had heard from Dan Snyder previously saying things would never change. We had had this issue over the last 30 years and it wasn't until those sponsors, specifically FedEx and their uh, founder who had a minority share in the uh, Washington football team saying that they do not stand for the name anymore. It is with Nike not putting up Washington Redskins gear on their site this is the reason why the change happened so i I just i i don't know how you can't mention the sponsors in all of this because that was the reason that this change ended up happening so now when you look at the statement and what's going to happen with the Washington Redskins and what's going to happen uh, with this new name going forward, there are some other issues that they have to figure out Washington Football Club maybe for 2020 we don't know if there's going to be a new nickname for this for the beginning of the season. But the simple fact of there could be hurdles that this team is currently battling through to try to figure out copyright uh, situations and trademark situations that uh, pre-existed before this change came about. A way that they may want to go may not allow them to easily take on a new nickname. So there are other hurdles. But what is most surprising in all of this, and we can put as much on the shoulders of Dan Snyder as he could possibly handle. But what is amazing to me in all of this is throughout the years of, of us criticizing Washington as a football team and as a program for for the wrongs that had happened, the dysfunction that seems to happen in the front office, we thought that maybe things were making a change when Bruce Allen moves out. Now Ron Rivera comes in as the head coach, and there seems to be a new era. Why in the world is Ron Rivera, who hasn't even been a head coach of the football team for a year, what, maybe 6 months? Why is Ron Rivera now tasked with coming up with a new nickname with the team's owner? It's, it 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 doesn't make sense and it shows you just it, when the more things change in the National Football League, the more things change with Dan Snyder and his Washington football team the more they absolutely stay the same. Think about this. This issue has been going on for 30-plus years, probably even more than 30 years. There have been calls to change this nickname forever. As I mentioned, Dan Snyder before said, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. Sorry, it's not going to happen. You're not going to have a name change. Sponsors end up taking their money away, so Snyder has a name change. How in the world is this Ron Rivera's problem to now come up with a name change? Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio uh, even said today in speaking with some uh, writers who cover the Washington football team that part of the the movement to bring Ron Rivera in when Ron Rivera came in was one of the message was to try to aid to get Dan Snyder to make this change. Which to me which is to me is is absurd and to think that Ron Rivera now aside from all of the other things that he has to figure out with ever having a practice with his players in this pandemic and trying to figure out who his starting quarterback's going to be, is Dwayne Haskins going to be the future, how is Chase Young going to incorporate as he's the second overall pick, all of these things going on with the Washington Redskins, it is amazing to think that now he is being tasked with the duty of coming up with a new nickname for the football program. George Reister, right? I bring you in after that filibuster <laughs> for the simple fact of it is just absurd that Ron Rivera is now being drugged into this whole situation. And the more things change, the more they seem to stay the same with Dan Snyder's team.
5: Dude, he is the beard He is the black friend, the Native American friend, the minority voice. He's yeah, we got we got Ron Ron Rivera. Like it's preposterous because he is it, it. By the way that read, it was like he was the diversity committee, and in reality, unless your coach is Bill Belichick. Or your coach is, you know, uh, Mike Tomlin. Aside from that, no other coach should really have a whole bunch of input on on the team name because they haven't even been there that long. Ron Rivera, like you said, hadn't coached a game, hasn't coached a snap, nothing. And this is a dude that you might fire a year from now, as, as we've seen Dan Snyder do. So why it, it of the list of people that should have a voice? in ha- in saying what the name should be changed to. You have Dan Dan Snyder, very, very high on the list. Native American tribes. You should have people, uh, I mean, if you want to stay in that sort of lane. Um, you should have the minority owners. M- maybe even the, the, the players have a voice. All before you even get to Ron R- Rivera. Because he's new. I mean this is the definition of of try, of like you having to make a a, a quality choice about your family. Where's your family going, going to live. And you go and ask somebody who just walks by your, by your house, the, uh, the a gardener who just stops by and, and tries to sell you something as opposed to the people who live in your house, your family, your friends, your close trusted advisors. It th- This is all for publicity and it's a bad look ultimately because it's pretty disingenuous.
4: You know, Doug Williams uh, is a member of the uh, Redskins uh, front office. He's the – his title now Senior Vice President of Player Development – Um, He seems to be a Dan Snyder, uh, maybe a, a right hand man. There's other Rob Rogers is the senior VP of football administration. But it is so striking to put Ron Rivera's name out there as well, because the history of what's going on with the the football team over the last 15 years um, when you look at when you look at the tenure of Bruce Allen and the head coaches that have been there, there isn't necessarily um, smooth relationships, and I'm understating it all. The head coach and general manager and the, and the the president of the operations didn't necessarily seem to be on the same page in a variety of tenures. So now Bruce Allen moves out, George, and you're thinking like, all right, maybe now the head coach can kind of have his way to direct that team. Like that was. That was okay. – you had a if, front office going one way. You had a coach going the other way. Now there's no front office. Maybe you're going to take the direction of the head coach. and Okay, now you're okay taking so I got, got a coach. question
5: for you. Yeah. So I got a question for okay. you. If, if Ron Rivera were not a minority, if he were Bill Callahan, Jay Gruden, uh, Mike Shanahan, or sure. Jim Zorn, would he have an input on, on the team name? I don't think so. Exa- well, would they have put his name in the press release at least?
4: Um – yeah you know I I I don't I don't, I don't no. think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't think so. Yeah, the and and the point is is, is this is this is why it's it, it, the point I was making George was this is why it's so like shocking and appalling is that you couldn't you couldn't get the front office in your game your head coach on the same page for anything, seemingly, over the last few years. Heck, you took RG3 and Kirk Cousins in the same draft. I, I mean, like this is the, – the, something is not right here. Something is not matching up. When you now finally have maybe a way for a head coach to kind of run his plan, to do his thing, to set his course – now you're taking him away from that to figure out a uh, to figure out a new name. It's just it it is so dysfunctional that they can't even get seemingly get this right. Well, and I know that you're saying like prating out there, but there's there's other levels to it as well of just of you finally actually maybe have clarity in an organization and or are going to follow one direction. But now you can't even let the guy leading that direction be able to take 100 percent of his time and focus on that.
5: Oh, so we're supposed to believe. That Daniel Snyder, who has really not paid attention to, well, he's marched to his own beat and hasn't really paid attention to the uh, echoes of people around him, which is about the name change, about uh, who should be the quarterback, uh, about draft picks. He stampeded his way around because we got word last year that Jay Gruden wasn't even in love with Dwayne Haskins, but the owner wanted him in Daniel Snyder. So at at some point in time, with this name change and all that, we're supposed to believe that now Daniel Snyder is going to, uh, you you know, uh, have a democratic situation or some, or be open to listening to other people's opinion aside from the one that he wants. Am I supposed to believe that?
4: Uh, Well, I, I I know you don't, I know you don't, (laughs) I I know you don't, but I know you think that it's going to be a one man decision. But as you said, like there's a, like, like Ron Rivera is being brought into this when there's, there's no really reason that he, that he should be. And maybe it ultimately will be Dan Snyder's, Uh, decision but you know as as you pointed out that dan snyder is standing there and saying look who's standing next to me it's ron rivera so while ron rivera has to stand next to dan snyder and play this role (laughs) it takes him away from focusing on the football team that he's got to figure out how to, to a way to navigate the nfc east and that's what's that's what's so striking to me. And, and we know the Dan Snyder's brought, uh, you know, other people out there and figures out for to, to try to prove points. And this is possibly another one. But when you're actually trying to look at the football organization of moving forward, now he's actually hurting. He's he's still hurting his franchise while the franchise is taking a step forward with their branding and naming by taking away his head coach from uh, the duties that he actually should. Unless you think that Rivera is still focused wholly on the team. And I know that they put his name in the press release. I just think that, that now Ron Rivera's got to answer questions about it. He was asked questions about it. He's got to be a part of this. So now it's going to be a whole big deal that Ron Rivera can't focus on the football team. Hey, the more things change, the more they stay the same in Washington. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. George, the six-year NFL vet. Find him on Twitter at George Reister I'm on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox as we are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. Coming up next, former NFL quarterback Danny Cannell joins us to talk about the future of the NFL season and if there even is a future for college football. All that and more next year on Fox Sports
6: Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
9: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
4: He's a six year NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug today. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. Works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist recommended odor free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, or even arthritis. There's no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast. And you won't stink. A big name in the NBA is tested positive for COVID-19. Brian Fenley will have more on that at the bottom of the hour. Right now, we talk football in all different ways. Former NFL and Florida State quarterback, now a part of uh, Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM and CBS Sports. Danny Cannell joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Hey, Danny, how's your Monday going so far?
10: Uh, Fantastic, Dan. George, good to be on with you guys, man. It's Monday. We're making it. You know, the world hasn't, uh we haven't seen Armageddon yet. I mean, it feels sometimes <laughs> like we could be at the end of the world, but we're still here, knock on wood, uh, to date. Uh-
4: Oh, man, Ar- Armageddon in college football seems to be uh, to fast approaching. I want to start in the NFL because George and I started the show talking about uh, the name change for the now Washington football team as the Redskins' uh, nickname and logo is being retired. Is-, is this an unfair spot for Ron Rivera to be put in? That's what George and I were-, were debating. He's a new head coach. He's coming in. Now his name is in a press release. Is Dan Snyder doing Ron Rivera right by all this?
10: Um, I think people are put in positions at the right time, at the right place. You know, I, I'm a bigger, I'm a believer that in, you know, just kind of the bigger picture, destiny, that people are put in positions for a reason. And I think Ron Rivera is actually the perfect person to be in this situation. And yeah, it was probably a little bit unfair that Daniel Snyder has been out of the country and hasn't been really the face of this franchise, but... I don't think we would have seen this change if Ron Rivera wasn't the head coach right now of this Washington franchise. So from that standpoint, I say, thank goodness that Ron Rivera is there. And I think it's, you know, it's awesome. I don't know about you guys. I look at this situation and I feel it's kind of bittersweet because I think all of us can agree that this is something that should have happened a long time ago, but I wish, like, I wish that Daniel Snyder wasn't forced to do this, because this is all about money. I mean, that's why he's changing the name. It's because he was pressured to do so, and he's been pressured to do so, but it wasn't until there was going to be significant financial ramifications that he decided to change his mind. So I, I wish that it had taken place in a circumstance where Daniel Snyder himself saw how wrong it was to be profiting off this, you know, horrific, um, you know, racial slur that they've used since 1933. But instead, here we are where somebody has been forced to change. And I don't know if Daniel Snyder has really changed himself. So I'm, I'm glad we're at where we are. I just don't like where, like the bigger picture of why it happened. Like, I wish it had happened truly from a good place. And I don't know if I can say that.
5: Um, I, Danny, I'm looking at all the stuff that's happening, not only in pro football with name, name changes, Roger Goodell speaking out all, all, all of this, like, but I look at it on the heels of it's so important for us to like, I wish sports would come, come, come back. I'm not going to get a debate about whether, you know, it's safe and all of that, but just in theory, it feels like that sports could be used as such a healing, um, thing in this time.
10: Amen to that. I mean, I I absolutely agree with you, George. And I I look at, you know, where our country, you know, could use some healing is when people because right now we are divided. I think we can all agree we are divided. I mean, we are facing the biggest challenge that our country has seen probably in my lifetime, in our lifetime, with this pandemic that we're trying to beat. And we can't even get on the same page, right? We're all like, ah, oh, well, you know, well, and it's been politicized. There's no denying that, that it's been politicized itself. But when I look at what brings people together in this country, it is around sporting events. And when you are out there and you're watching special moments unfold, take a Super Bowl, for instance, when, and you might not even have a team that you're rooting for, but when you're watching a Super Bowl and you're watching – uh, the New England Patriots down 28-3 to to the Atlanta Falcons, and all of a sudden there's a monster comeback. We all kind of come together to watch that moment, whether we love it that the Patriots came back or we hate it, but we all kind of congregate together. Same thing when the Philadelphia Eagles make a run, and you know all of a sudden Nick Foles is his backup, and it becomes this story, and the nation gravitates toward it. We all kind of watch together. Uh, when we see LeBron James in a you know historic battle with the Golden State Warriors in an NBA Finals, we all come together, and we can argue about those things, whether LeBron's the greatest, and we don't we walk away and we don't hate each other. You know like that's the thing I think sports do. It brings us together with more of a sense of community. And that's where I think our nation could really use some healing right now because of all the divisiveness, uh, divisiveness that's going on around us. That's where I feel like sports can be a great uniter. And that's where I'm with you. I really hope that we do get to see the NBA pull off the season successfully, the MLB and NFL. I really hope we get to that point, but it's very much up in the air right now.
4: Danny Canal joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister sitting in for Doug today. We had Fred Smoot. George and I do a show on Sundays here on Fox Sports Radio and we had uh, Fred Smoot on yesterday talking about a variety of issues with the with the nickname. And he said that when he was a player and he went to Washington, he didn't understand uh, that Champ Bailey kind of had to say like, yeah, there's going to be some protesters out here about the, uh, about the nickname. But the one nickname in sports that seems to be supported is at the University that you played at at Florida State in the Seminole Nation. What did you learn, or what what, were there efforts to to inform you, to to teach you lessons about the Seminole Nation? Was there anything going on at Florida State with that, with their relationship
10: in that tribe? You know, I mean, I played at Florida State in the uh, early '90s. You know, so '92 to '96, I was in Tallahassee, and it was a different era, right? There wasn't massive uproar if there was a name that was even remotely controversial. Um, But what I did get to see was the relationship that Florida State had with the Seminole Tribe. Like, I met actual Seminole Tribe members that were massive Florida State fans. And they would come up to me, whether it was at a fan fest or a bowl um, banquet or a postseason banquet, and they would come up and they would be thanking us for representing the Seminole Tribe the way we did. And I think the thing that Florida State has done, which I wish every organization would have done, Was gotten the approval of the tribe that they're using the name of. I mean, they and they, it was a very smart move, and I don't know who actually did it, but back in 2005, there was actually a resolution that was passed by the Seminole Tribe of Florida that said, We are all in, we are completely 100% supportive of Florida State using our name, our logo, our images, anything that we wanted to use. And Florida State, conversely, Said We appreciate it if you guys ever change your stance, we'd be willing to reevaluate. And it's been a really healthy relationship. And I saw the pride that Seminole tribe members um, had because they had a team that they can call their own. And that's the one thing I think that Daniel Snyder missed out on when he bought the team in 1999. He could have made a change then and changed the name and included the Native Americans that have felt slighted and that were slandered for so long with a name that was offensive to them, where he could have made a partnership and brought people together. Instead, he gave everyone the middle finger and said, we're never changing the name of the uh, the Washington Redskins. And here we are today. So I feel like it was a a massive missed opportunity for Daniel Snyder. And instead of that being his legacy his legacy is going to be somebody that was forced to do something that he really didn't want to.
5: Amen to that. Uh, Danny, and moving on to college football for a second. Okay. So I saw the writing on the wall about the Ivy league moving their season to the, the the spring because they prepped us for it about a week prior. And then I had already kind of been accepting that college football season was either going to move to the spring or potentially may not happen at, at at all. And I know that you said that you hoped that the Power Five and Group of Five commissioners would wait to make the uh, call, but what do you think about these conference-only schedules, and do you think it will work with the travel and, and all that?
10: George, I think anybody's crazy that says they know for sure – what we can pull off and what we can't. There's just so much unknown. I don't even think the best doctors in our country could tell you with certainty the way to pull this stuff or else we would probably be trying to find that. Ultimately I do feel we are just kicking the can down the road, right? We're just buying time, but I'm okay with that. Like I, if, but, but here's the caveat. If you told me for sure that without a shadow of a doubt, we could move the football season to the spring and pull it off without a hitch. I think every commissioner in the country and every athletic director and every coach would sign up for it. But we, we don't know where we're going to be in January. We still don't know if the vaccine will be ready. We don't know if the cases will be on the, on the rise or the decline. We don't know if there's going to be a second wave. So there's way too much unknown. So that's why I'm okay with the Power Five and Group of Five trying to at least see if it's feasible in the fall, because then you go to the backup last resort plan of the spring, which still may not happen, Um, so I think I'm okay with that. And then when you go to the non-conference schedule, um, you know, eliminating non-conference teams, basically that is about buying even more time because if you eliminate three to four games, you don't have to start the season. The first week of September, you could push it back all the way potentially the first week of October. So again, you buy yourself a month to see where we are as a country with cases, are they on the decline and the curve and all these terms that we that we never used a year ago? All of a sudden, we could get a better grasp of where we sit and where we stand in our battle versus the coronavirus. So it might be kicking the can down the road, and ultimately we might be forced to move all all football until the spring. But until then, I'm okay with these you know commissioners trying to buy as much time as they can to see if they can pull it off who would have thought March
4: Madness, Duke, Kentucky on the hardwood, LSU, Alabama on the gridiron. Uh, yeah, that's what we could be facing this spring. Danny Canell, former NFL quarterback, QB at Florida State, now CBS Sports and Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM. Danny, we appreciate it. And I know Doug will be back and uh, glad to talk to you again, but we appreciate your time today. Thanks so much.
10: Dan, I appreciate it. Thank you, George. Good talking to
6: you. Yep, thanks. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
4: It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And yeah, if it wasn't for Washington announcing that they are retiring the nickname and logo uh, of the Redskins, Uh, The Russell Westbrook uh, headline is the one that would definitely dominate sports today. And and George, I think it's we've we've heard of athletes or all this Chapman of the Yankees. You know, we've um, you know, Kevin Durant, when he wasn't playing, uh, ends up, you know, announcing that, that he tested positive. We know that the NBA shut the league down. But now the Russell Westbrook positive test. I don't know if it hits home, but it seems to feel a little different as we're about two and a half weeks from the start of the NBA season.
7: Yeah,
5: this one hit a little different, Um, and he put out a statement. He said that he tested positive prior to going down to Orlando. He's quarantined and feeling well, all that, and I just – it was – I, when I told my son about it this this morning when it came out, he's fourteen. He's going to go, going to high school, and well, high school ish being sure. that school <laughs> school L A U S D is not opening up. But um, he 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 said, uh, well, uh, he was shocked, and because we talk about the coronavirus, and you know everybody does at home. And not in a sense of being scared of it in death, but that it can affect your your life. And I told him, this is why we have to be careful, because, son, if you get it, you can't go work out. We can't go to the store. We can't go do this, that. You got to stay in your room. And he was like, wow, I don't want that. And I think Mm -hmm. it put it in perspective for him to say I am going to make sure I'm vigilant the way I don't mess up my my life, and if you look at it in the NBA terms, you're saying, whoa, other big-name players could test positive, and depending on when he does, uh, when he tests uh, negative again, he could, he's not necessarily likely at this point to be in danger for missing the restart, but he could, which would affect so much.
4: Yeah, I mean, with with the Western Conference kind of being up in the air, we'll get to what happened uh, with the Lakers a little bit later on in the show. But you've got the you know the Rondo injury now, and Avery Bradley's not going to be there, and you're trying to figure out new pieces. and And now all of a sudden, if you're the Rockets trying to make that push, and you don't have you know Russell Westbrook for those couple of games, and you know hopefully uh, you know fingers crossed that he stays you know asymptomatic and, and is healthy. But you don't you just don't know with this, and that's that's one of the I think issues that we have in when we look at this. We say, well, no one was hospitalized from this college, and no one's been hospitalized, but there still could be someone that ends up showing symptoms. And when you're talking about your 14-year-old of having to stay away from people, it's a decision. I brought it up with Doug before, where there was I was going to go back home on a trip uh, to visit my family, and uh, like I do every summer. And you know, my wife basically says to me. Yeah, if you do, you, you we uh we probably can't be around each other for a while. She takes care of her father's in his you know mid to late 70s, and so I'm now trying to weigh. All right. Now is it worth not seeing my wife for two weeks? You know, obviously not. You know, so so you're trying to. These are all decisions that, on the surface, when you say, "Well, this person didn't," you know, test positive or there are no hospitalizations, it goes further down the line on that. And this is just a basket, you know. And, and you and I could just talk basketball w- reasons on why it could affect the Western Conference. You know, like of just, gosh, this happens. There's a couple of Nuggets players reporting, and now we're wondering, geez, are you know, is there a reason why we found out Kenley Jansen of the Dodgers didn't report because he tested. And positive there's yeah this is this one I thought was surprised uh, you know I'm not surprising by it but yeah it did just it, it felt different because now there's there's so many other things maybe not as important things at stake but now you're talking about playing games and and what the future of this quote unquote bubble could look like but uh, but yeah it's crazy
5: well how do you a- account for well if you're the NBA the NBA is driven by stars it's not driven by people who win games it's not you know People don't like the Nuggets. I mean, even though Jokic is uh, the the, uh, Joker, Jokic is good, but he's not LeBron James. He's not a name brand player in the United States like that, like to where he's going to sell shoes, sell products, all of that. So if you have one of your name brand players out with COVID, like a Westbrook, after these eight games are over, your playoffs are starting, Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. Do you postpone games and push them back until everybody is healthy or at least your stars are healthy? That way you don't taint your championship or mess up your stars being able to participate. Uh, You know, know, this is the tricky
4: thing because – you know, if, if guys are working out, more than likely, like if you're doing in a somewhat workout team setting, Russell Westbrook's going to be around James Harden, you know? And so now you're like, it's the issue with the offensive lineman in the NFL. Somebody is saying, well, what about if a lineman tests positive? You know, the guys that they're in their lineman room with are, you know, the entire offensive line that you're going to, so the, there are ripple down effects. George, I, if, 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 Somebody tests positive in the NBA while they're in the bubble. I have no idea how it can affect their whole team. And I'm wondering if we're going to see a situation like we saw with the MLS where teams are just kind of like, you know what, I got to drop out. You know, and, and maybe that you would know. be the NBA's fail safe of having 22 teams be there of being like, OK, this team moves in because I just don't know how you keep guys away from each other and, and do it, you know, before yeah, that but What if it's the
5: I mean, do you wait or do you drop the rockets out? Do you wait or do you drop the bucks out? I mean, if you drop the Bucks, the Rockets, the Celtics, the Lakers, or the Clippers, you, you don't have the same championship where if, people were talking about know, the asterisk. It, th- that would be – now that's how you end up with an asterisk. And,
4: and I'll, I'll, I'll try to make it s- as succinct as possible. If you have an outbreak like that, they'll just shut it down. They'll, they'll completely shut it down. If you have an outbreak on a team leading from right now up until when the games are played, I think you can take that team and remove that team but I think once the games are played if you have an outbreak the league is going to be shut down it's going to be done I just I, I don't see them I don't see them trying to trying to just have a a a title I just I don't think that that's possible He's George Reister I'm Dan Byer. this is Fox Sports Radio sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. There is no progress on a long-term deal with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal? We'll tell you next here on Fox.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the
9: dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025
1: QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All season tires, all weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Hankook tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home, or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Just go to Tyrac.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, Tyrac is the experts. That's Tyrac.com sports, Tyrac.com. It's the way the tire buying should be.
4: Yes, it is. No, Doug, today, but you got me, Dan Byer, and six-year NFL vet George Reister uh, for the next uh, couple of hours or so. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we also have uh, Brian Fenley at the news desk, and he
6: joins us to play a game. game time! This is game time.
4: It's game time
6: on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
11: Brian, welcome in. What's the game today? Our game is big deal, little deal, no deal. So here we go, guys. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, no progress reaching a long-term deal before Wednesday's deadline. According to multiple reports, is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal?
4: George, I'm going to let you have this one to start out. Big deal, little deal, or no deal?
5: this is a big deal for the Cowboys and no deal for (laughs) literally no deal for Dak Prescott (laughs) because after the Patrick Mahomes deal he says oh oh, I I see what the going price is and I see where everything is heading because they want that Dak Prescott to sign for now but that money TV money is going up in a couple years and quarterbacks are going to be well aware of that Dak is going to get his coins this year next year and as long as, as he stays healthy, he'll be making forty plus million dollars in three years.
4: You know that we hear a lot of people say, like, "Why don't you go the Kirk Cousins route?" And I just don't think that every quarterback can do that. However, I do think that Dak Prescott could do that because I don't think that he and Kirk Cousins. Are that uh, were that in 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 such different situations? I know that Dallas does want to keep Dak around long term. I'm not sure how much Washington did, but they also knew that they had a pretty good quarterback. It's just the question of uh, is he going to be great or is he just always going to be pretty good? And I think Dak is in that spot. And so I would actually say, uh, you know, I'll say no deal uh, with that as well, because there is going to
11: be no deal. No deal for Dan. How about this, guys? At the American Century Championship over the weekend, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers chiming in on the likelihood of the NFL in 2020. Here's what he had to say.
7: I think top of mind is that we're going to have a season. I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things uh, yet to be figured out. We're hopeful. It's with fans, and we can get all the testing procedures down the way they want it to for, for the utmost amount of safety. I think we're kind of just waiting uh, for the league and the PA to, to figure some things out.
11: So George, Dan, are his level of concerns big deal, little deal, no deal?
4: I think they're a little deal, George, because I think that is uh, Aaron Rodgers speaking from the side of the Players Association. Seems to be their message. Seems to be that they, you know, want to make sure that testing is right. Um, I am going to say little deal, but I think that the NFL is going to do whatever they can to get a season in. So this just goes, this seems to be on par with the messages that we are hearing. So I'm saying little deal.
5: I would say it's a little deal as well because, there it seems that no matter what, the NFL is going to stampede its way and make sure that it starts its season. And it is nimble because it is a professional league, so they can start and stop. It's not like college football where you can't start and stop because there's so many other things on the on the calendar. And but he is right about the big deal about the testing. The testing has to be in place. We've seen what happened with the MLB. And their, um, and their lack of testing, how that has turned into a fiasco. And, and that is what erodes the confidence with the players, which may cause players to bow out. And so for right now, it's a little deal because there's still time. But once that, once you get about a week out, like you did with MLB, once players are coming back in, tests aren't happening, then it can get to be a big deal.
6: That's game, huh? game This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
4: George, did you see the Oakley mouth shield? Thanks, Brian, by the way, for big deal, little deal, or no deal today. Did you see the Oakley mouth shield? Yes. The, the, okay. As a player, would you want to wear that?
5: Uh, should I? Do you, do you have a choice is the, is the question, but, well, but J. the Watt is said,
4: no. The J.J. Watt has said that he wouldn't play with, uh, you know, a type of shield, so...
5: Well, the, the there is a specific reason why players don't want to play with it. It's because it's hot in there. You can't breathe when you have a mask on. That's why some dudes don't wear face shields, period. The NBA
4: lost a big star for a couple of weeks because of COVID-19. How will that affect the rest of the bubble? You'll find out
6: next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the
9: dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025
1: QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming. Here in LA, that means more rain, but for others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All season tires, all weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. And I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home, or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be.
4: Glad to have you with us on this Monday. So much to get to. We encourage you, if you missed last hour, George and I talking about the name change in Washington, Ron Rivera's role in all of this. Plus, we chatted with Danny Cannell, former NFL and Florida State quarterback, who now works for CBS Sports and uh, Sirius XM. We had a great conversation with Danny. Go to the podcast. uh, Go to FoxSportsRadio.com. Click on podcast and find the Doug Gottlieb show. Uh, We are glad to have you with us. Find us on Twitter. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. He's the six-year NFL vet. I'm on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox, and we're about uh, two weeks and three days from the start of the NBA season. Um, it seems like things are kind of going well with the NBA and getting things going. There was a Rockets player who inadvertently broke protocol, so he had to be quarantined, but there is the news of Russell Westbrook testing positive. Um, there's reports that certain Nuggets players aren't there, but there's... Th- th- we knew that there would be situations like this happening, George. I just think that the Russell Westbrook just it, it, it felt a little different today I, I, than than maybe the other positive cases that we have heard.
5: Yeah, it was it was different because it's a superstar, <laughs> and there's a difference between superstar because they drive the ratings. Joining us now, Fox Sports
4: 1 NBA analyst, also senior writer for the Bleacher Report, and the host of the podcast, Buecher and Friends, Rick Buecher, joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Hey, Rick, how's your Monday going?
12: Uh, Better than Russ Westbrook. Better than the Los Angeles Lakers.
4: Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's dive into the, the Westbrook deal. I know Mike D'Antoni said that it's going to be three or four days, but you may have heard George and I just talking about it. We talked a little bit about it last hour. This one feels a little different. Should it feel a little different for us? Or is this just part of the expected things that we were going to get as the NBA tries to resume their season?
12: Yeah, certainly it was one of the th- reasons why they wanted to get guys in early so that you had something like this. It would... Uh, they'd have opportunity to recover. I also, in one way, I don't know that I'm being, um, you know, the glass half full, but this sends a signal to everybody. Hey, we're not, this is what's at, this is what's at stake. Uh, You're going to be out and you're going to negatively affect your team's chances if you test positive. So, while certainly this didn't happen under the auspices, uh, presumably under the auspices of, of the NBA, it, it does underscore, hey, okay, so we're here. we got to take this seriously. Otherwise, we could have key players that are missing. And we'll see how, how much that resonates. But I, I dare say there's a part of the NBA just having guys, like, as an example, hey, you, you know, you could, be, you could be sidelined as a result of this that it's, it, it underscores what they're hoping, uh, every, the approach that everybody will have.
5: We haven't heard any, you, you know, punitive consequences. If you do break the bubble or anything like yeah. that, like, like, like that, where in the, um, MLB in Canada, the, the Blue Jays face a $750,000 fine under the Canadian quarantine act. Are there any consequences that players could face for breaking the, the bubble?
12: I'm sure there will be, but all of that is fluid, and it's what makes this whole thing so fascinating. Because look, look, we have to we have to approach it from this viewpoint. The league wants to complete the season. The league wants to find a way, one way or another, to complete this season, largely because, well, not largely, uh, largely because of the revenue that's hanging there. Secondly, secondly, that you can't have next season unless you have a completion with this season. It raises all sorts of questions in terms of where your salary cap is, free agency. There's just a number of elements where functioning next season is dependent on how this season wraps up. So they want to find a way. And uh, so they're going to find a way. And where that the – they have the gap that they have to bridge is we need enough players uh, available that this is looked at as valid and that we can complete the season. And at the same time, we have to reprimand anybody who is violating our ability to complete the season. I say all that, which, you know, we're not going to see suspensions. We'll see fines. They may be hefty fines, but they want everybody available. So, uh, but it, uh, from what I know, from the 113-page document that they put out there, there was nothing – uh, there was no definition of what the repercussions would be for any sort of violation.
4: Rick Puker joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Uh, George and I talked a little bit about this, and we're trying to figure out – you know, the MLS resumed last week, and they had – a. you know, they had to withdraw, take a couple of teams out because of positive tests – what right. is the NBA's protocol with that? We were trying to de- to determine would Adam Silver just shut it down if it if it hit one team? Would that team drop out and maybe uh, you know one of the other twenty two move in? Is there a protocol yeah. for that, Rick?
12: Yeah, no, there's not a structure set up for what they would do in in that case. But I dare say they would find a way to continue. I, I oh, think really? shutdown is the last resort. Again. Because of of everything that that is at stake, I think they would just they punish the team that uh, that had the outbreak, and they would keep it moving and leave it to us to determine whether that you know uh, negates the validity of the champion or whatever it might be. But uh, their their ultimate goal is to is to get to the finish line one way or the other. So it would have to be it would have to be multiple teams. I, I can't I can't even imagine. I mean, we would have far greater issues if you take the NBA, you take the NBA teams and you have 16 guys who test positive out of the 300 some when they were left on their own. You bring them into the bubble and now you got what? You got 25, 30, 40 guys testing positive. Yeah. There would be something seriously wrong with that bubble if that happened.
5: Um, how how is the testing going, and how are the players re- responding to their living conditions? Because we've seen, you know, Rondo uh, tweet about food. We, we we've seen reporters talk about what types of food are there. They're prepackaged, yeah. and the players are used to eating completely different. So, how are the players responding to these conditions?
12: Well, I'll tell you what. I saw the list of restaurants that they can get food from. I, Joe Stone Crab, I, I would imagine, is doing a healthy business. From what I know about NBA players when they go to Miami uh, or, or Florida in general, I would imagine that he's doing a pretty brisk business. This, to me, is a reflection. Uh, I, I'm looking at it this way because I've seen both. I've seen the negative and I've seen the positive. I've seen Pat Beverly, who... My sense is, like, when he was a kid, knowing where he grew up, probably didn't have a treehouse. But if he could have had a treehouse, he would have, because he's that kid who, like, I want to build my own place and I want to hang out. Uh, He loves the situation. John Morant, uh, good with it. Any number of guys. I believe, quite honestly, the team that has more guys that take a positive attitude to this and look at it and say, hey, number one, I'm on a business trip. Number two... Uh, I, I am you know what am I complaining about I, i've yeah, i got to stay in a hotel, yeah, I've got uh, food being delivered to me, I get to play basketball um, any Any guy who is grousing about this has lost touch with reality and has also not really focused is really not focused on what the job at hand is, which is for the next three three months, uh, or however long you last, trying to ultimately win a championship and, and, and do your job. And so I, you know, I look, I, I volunteer to go. Um, I'm, I'm okay with not going, but I said, if you need somebody there, I will go. And largely because this is my job. I'm that's, that's how I look at it.
4: Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst, joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Dan Bayer. He's George Reister sitting in for Doug today. So Rondo now fractures his thumb out six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, we want to say, all right, more on the shoulders of Alex Caruso, but is this basically just yeah. now more on the shoulders of LeBron?
12: Yeah, well, yes, yeah. And I said from the very beginning that I thought that depth and versatility was going to have a huge Uh, it was going to be a huge factor in deciding who ultimately came out on top. And losing Avery Bradley and now Rajon Rondo, those names don't blow you away. But as you said, it puts more on LeBron James, and it shortens your rotation. And I, I don't like any team that has to rely heavily on any one or two players to be successful. I think under these circumstances, coming back with all this time off, having a short runway, and then getting into playoff-caliber basketball, that the more depth and versatility you have and ability to play slow and control the tempo, the better off you are. And certainly the Lakers can still control tempo, but you lose Avery Bradley, who's a ball handler, you lose Rajon Rondo, who's a ball handler. That certainly puts more on on LeBron. And as uh, invincible as he's been, as injury-free relatively that he's been, I just, under these circumstances, at 35, on a team that has practically half of its team 32 or years or older, these are just not. This is not moving in the right direction for the Los Angeles Lakers.
5: If if LeBron James and the Lakers do win a championship. I know we he came back down three one against the Warriors. Like would would this be his like crowning accomplishment in in his career with with Rondo with playoff Rondo out with uh, with obviously Avery Bradley and he also has a saboteur with with him who's trying to redeem himself in J R Smith.
12: Well, I, honestly, uh, the way I look at it, um, when he averaged triple-double and didn't win the championship, to me that was the most uh, – that was the best finals performance I've seen from him. And I would say what he's already accomplished with this Lakers team defied expectation in a major way. So uh, I, I have to see how he does it. Like, is it, is it LeBron or does Anthony Davis now – uh, saying that he's healthy, is he, it, it, does he change the dynamic? I have to see it to know, but certainly it's in the conversation of, of most uh, amazing feats by LeBron James. And I think the other part is, like, we've always questioned uh, there's a certain, like, the mental toughness in comparison to Michael Jordan. Is LeBron James as mentally tough as Michael Jordan? I think most people would say, yeah, nobody's tough. Nobody's as tough. This would be a great feather in LeBron James's cap when it comes to his mental toughness simply because people I've talked to believe that that is going to be the number one thing is the mental the mental tenacity of your leaders of your team collectively as with no fans, no home court advantage, three months in the bubble uh, it's really going to be who's willing to just stay with it and handle all of these unusual circumstances because as we know athletes are creatures of habit and there's nothing nothing that is habitual about what they're going to go through over the next three months
4: these are fox sports one nba analyst read him on bleacher report also listen to his podcast buker and friends and hear him here on fox sports radio he's rick buker thanks rick appreciate the time my pleasure guys Get Rick on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. One star quarterback in the NFL says he is a changed man in a new setting. We'll get to that next
6: here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
9: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's
1: coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All season tires, all weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home, or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be.
4: The greatest rivalry in sports? No, not Army-Navy, Yankees-Red Sox, Ohio State-Michigan. None of that. It's uh, George Reister against John Ramos in a game that's at the bottom of the hour. Um, if you can tell that George Reister is giddy, by the way, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Uh, George is 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 kind of giddy. Okay, if you can, you, you're a little giddy today, aren't you, George? I, I can kind of sense. <laughs>
5: what I can
4: do you kind. Mean? I can kind of sense you're kind of giddy and we're going to play some audio because George is giddy about one NFL quarterback who sent quite a message who sent quite a message this weekend all right Johnny let's hear from that star quarterback one Patriots QB
7: Cam Newton they ain't never seen this Cam they ain't never seen
5: him you want to know how I know they ain't never seen him. The forgotten Cam. The it on Cam. Tired of being sick of tired Cam. Felt like I was just left to die. <laughs>
4: that from Cam Newton. You loved hearing that, George. Ooh,
5: ooh, man, that's it. That is it. That is. Everybody should be terrified of Cam Newton because oh. listen, I there is a difference because there are some people that do that. They say those sorts of things, and I can always look in a man's eyes and hear the 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 timber in his voice and know whether it's authentic or know whether it is just just some smoke and mirrors that you're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. And Cam. You look at his body, he's clearly been putting in the work. He's changed his throwing motion. He has been humbled and he is mad. So not a, and he's in a contract year. Like th- these are all the things that have the makings of a superhero performance. And he's one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks that we have ever seen. He's got a rocket for an arm, although it had been previously inaccurate, which I have long, long since Cam got in the league, I've not been a huge fan of his as a quarterback because – Yes, he's been a runner. Yes, he's been a multiple threat. He's won an MVP. But I've all I tend to lean towards accurate quarterbacks. But Cam is so mad right now. He is so hurt. He's all oh, they they hit him in the right place and put the man to work. They laid him out the pasture. And mind you, the the references of you know they left me to die. He's not referring to actual death. He's talking about like his <laughs> I, career death.
4: Yeah, like, I didn't think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I loved it, dude. And they, oh. they, I would, I would be like, "Let's go workout Cam I'm <laughs> believing Jared, Jared Stidham. You can cut him right now. We don't need him. I, I think that he
4: can work. I, re- I really do, and I think that for what the Patriots do, and you and I have gone back and forth on this, and and, and just summarize. I'm not saying back and forth that we took different sides, but I just I always stood by the I need Cam to run the football, and if Cam can't run the football, then I just I don't I, I don't necessarily need him as my starting quarterback because okay, you going learn today. That's what makes Cam Newton. You just said two minutes ago that you didn't like him as a passer. Or as a quarterback passing the football because of his inaccuracies, I don't know how that gets better. I, I, I'm, I said pass
5: tense. Uh, he the, changed it, his throwing motion. He's changed his fit because his footwork was bad. He's. I believe that Cam has put in all the the requisite work, and mind you, it's not that like he can't. He's he's shown throughout his career he can make the reads. He it's not a deficiency of talent. It's not a deficiency of of you know reading coverages anything like that it was some inaccuracy and mind you there were times he uh, his last season he was more accurate than he had ever been like completing almost 70% of his passes most accurate season so that along with his improved throwing motion and a year off getting able to read defense dude I am I could I have not been more sold on an athlete that was out for a while and was making a comeback since Adrian Peterson. And everybody said, oh, he's not going to be the same. I was like, well, watch it. I wasn't wrong then, and I'm 100% right about this. You, Jared Stidham doesn't stand a chance. Patriots are going to the playoffs. They're going to win the division. Forget the Bills. It's over. I'm letting you know that right now. You can book it, mark the tape. <laughs>
4: I, I, you know, I, I, I'm i not disagreeing with you on any of those scenarios. I just don't know how you think that Cam is going to become this different quarterback, and especially in a spot in New England that is going to pride themselves on defense and running the football, and now you've got another runner who can take this the snap from center, a dimension that they hadn't had in the last, what, 20 years of, uh, of them playing. I mean, like, that's this is there is no way they're going to have cam come in there and say don't run the ball we want you to dump it off to James White just like Tom Brady did for the last twenty years with running back yes, the they backfield. are they're yes, gonna, they' going wanted... be
5: running they're not going to be running Cam Newton I' going let you know that right now not not when happening. you
4: when you look at cam Newton's okay you, you know what that argument will have to be decided at another time because we don't have the evidence right now I just don't think they 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 will use him as a running back and when you look at Cam's numbers over his career. And this is really even the MVP season. The numbers don't vary, George, as much as you would think. There's not like a 4,600-yard season and then a 3,100-yard season. They're all ballparked with about the MVP year, having a few more yards and a bunch more touchdowns and also having, you know, the ability to run the ball and have success on the ground. So he really hasn't changed
5: being a quarterback, even the rushing numbers are all the same. So I just don't Look know. At that sixty-seven. No, no, there is an outlier in there. His last full seat was well, last almost full season in twenty eighteen. Fourteen games, sixty-seven percent passing. Mind you, he hadn't had a sixty uh, percent passing season since two thousand thirteen. Like that was the last time, and it was. Eight percentage points higher than the previous season. Well, 8.8% higher, which is significant. I mean, like, that, that, that's more than a, that's like a 15% increase. And he's still it, through 13
4: a, interceptions.
5: I just, I I like the
4: fit. I like the fit of Cam in New England. I I really do. I think it works for them. And I think that you like the fit as well. We just don't agree on how they're going to utilize him. How do you think
5: his motivation is going to factor in? I think I do
4: think it is unique and I think it's different. And I think that he had something to prove at Auburn as well, which parlayed into a Heisman trophy and a national championship season. I think that I mean, coming from the situation of Florida, I think you've got something to prove. And I think that that showed well there. I just think that we've seen throughout his career and that's more of the sample size of of what he's done in the NFL in those, you know, eight seasons, eight or nine seasons that that's what we have to take and carry over and figure out how he's going to fit into what New England does and then vice versa. The third person stuff is is for as as crazy as some people think it is, It is fun to hear him say, you know, they haven't seen this cam. But I haven't seen it either, and and I'm just – I'm waiting to see it. I'm I'm waiting to see the different sort of cam. And, by the way, if he's going to use third person, he better be running the football. He better be doing that, George.
5: I love the third person. I love him speaking in third person because it reminds me of that that beer commercial a long time ago where they were inside the – I think it was the – It was like inside of a football locker room and the guy says, Oh, Kelly Robinson. He, um, Oh Lord. He, he said, um, you know, he's going to do great. He's going to ball. And they said, why do you speak in third person? He said, Kelly Robinson speaks in third person because it gives him the proper distance and objectivity to appreciate his greatness. And that's what cam's doing.
4: Can I hear Cam one more time? Johnny, can we hear? Can we just hear it one more time?
13: Yeah, let me grab it. Stand by.
4: This is, uh, this is uh, I mean, just to get the taste of Cam Newton again, if you missed it, if you just joined us, this is what's got George so excited this weekend.
5: They ain't never seen this Cam. They ain't never seen him. You want to know how I
7: know? They ain't never seen him. The forgotten Cam, the, the it on Cam,
5: the, tired of being sick and tired Cam. felt like I was just left to die.
4: Oh, I love the tired of being sick and tired line as well. Oh <laughs> uh, he Minton. told
5: you that, that y'all ain't never seen this Cam. Uh, I know. So, he has, so we he can't apparently even look at the it. old stats because we ain't never seen this Cam.
4: No. Oh. oh, man. But we should look at that increased passing percentage from 2018. I'll believe it when I see it, George. I'll believe it <laughs> when I see it. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer Get George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. George actually faces his biggest foe. Next, as we go to the video game world, that after Brian Fenley gives us the latest of what's happening on this Monday. Hello, Brian.
11: Hey, Dan. Hey, George. The Washington Redskins affirming today that they are doing away with their team name. The franchise claiming majority owner Dan Snyder and head coach Ron Rivera will collaborate on picking out the new moniker. The NFL flaunting its state-of-the-art Oakley Mouth Shield, an apparatus that prevents transmission of COVID-19. The new equipment features a plastic sheath connecting onto the face guard of the helmet, and the league will pass around this device to all 32 teams within the next week to experiment. Players at this point are not required to wear this during a game. According to multiple outlets, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are nowhere near a long-term deal. The corresponding parties have stopped having adult conversations grown-up conversations on the matter since March, and the Fort Worth Star-Telegram even disclosing Dallas and Prescott have, quote, no plans for renewed talks, end quote. Russell Westbrook has contracted coronavirus. The Houston Rocket, who's yet to join his team in Orlando, insists he is now quarantining and feeling well. St. Louis Cardinals reliever Jordan Hicks has bowed out of the 2020 season, pointing to a previous health condition. He is a type 1 diabetic. The 23-year-old is also coming off Tommy John surgery last year. For all the latest, check out foxsportsradio.com. Back to Dan Byer and George Reister.
4: Appreciate it, Brian. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We bring in our technical producer, John Ramos, for a showdown as he takes on George Reister in a game I like to call Madden Men. Yeah, not Mad Men, but Madden Men. <laughs> because Madden released their some of their ratings for the 21 version of their game with Patrick Mahomes uh, on the cover. Do you like this theme song, George?
5: Oh, this reminds me of, like, 80s video games. <laughs> yeah, and, it is. And, it's, and, and I love it.
4: It's from Madden 92. That's where yeah.
5: it's from. That, All right. Or Joe Montana, Sports Talk Football. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: all right, George, are you up to the task of taking on John Ramos in this game? Of
13: course.
4: John, are you up to the task of taking on six-year NFL veteran George Reister?
13: You know what? This is the best part of the show for me right now. All right. I'm going to give you guys some guidelines here,
4: and you're going to have to work within these parameters. What I want you guys to do is to guess the Madden ratings of certain NFL quarterbacks. But I'm going to give you a range of quarterbacks that th- where we're going to have a high and we're going to have a Low, and then you'll have to figure out the other quarterbacks within that range. Patrick Mahomes received a rating of 99 in the new Madden 21 NFL game. Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles received an overall rating of 84. So the range of numbers that you guys will give will probably be in the range of 84 to 99 when I give you these quarterbacks. Whoever is closer with the number will get the point in the round, okay? We'll have eight questions. If we ended a tie, there will be a tiebreaker. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right. All right, the first quarterback up for grabs. Remember, Patrick Mahomes was a 99 overall. Carson Wentz was an 84. I'm going to give you Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. John Ramos, guess what his rating would be. I'm going to guess 88. Okay, George Reister, your guess on Matt Ryan's right, uh, rating.
5: Matt Ryan, I'm going to go with an 89. John Ramos gets the first point at 87 for
4: Matt Ryan, 87. John was one off. All right, George, you have a chance to even the score as it is now your serve. What about Aaron
5: Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. I'm going to go with a 90... uh, Actually... No, nah, he fell off. <laughs> with a n- n- Okay. If they put Matt Ryan as a 87, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, a 90. Okay. A 90 John Ramos. What do you think Aaron Rodgers?
13: is? I love that. Love that from George. I think he's right closer. I'm going to say, I don't think, I think I have a little more respect for, for Rodgers in this 21. I'm going to say 94.
4: We have an even ball game because Aaron Rodgers is rated 89. Ooh, in good job, George. Yes, yes. nice. So, George, Listen, you were one off
13: there.
5: That's going to be one of the hated on ratings. Like People are going to be like, what the hell?
4: All right, let's go to another veteran quarterback, John Ramos. What about Drew Brees? Mm. Where does Madden 21 rate Drew Brees? Again, Carson <sighs> yeah. Wentz was rated 84th. Patrick Mahomes ranked 80, or 99th. Where does Drew Brees fit in all of
13: this? Well, I, they made the playoffs, I believe. The Saints did. So I'm going to say that they're going to be higher than Rodgers. I'm going to say a 92 for Drew Brees.
4: Okay. George
5: Reister, your guess on Drew Brees' rating. Considering how Madden ratings happen for quarterbacks, they go accuracy, deep balls, short balls, all of that. So his rating, I don't think he's as good as Aaron Rodgers anymore, but his rating has to be higher because he's going to be pinpointing all those. I'm gonna go with a 92. I'm gonna go with okay. 92. Yeah.
4: Okay, John, you said 94.
5: I thought I said 92, but ninety two oh Oh, George. Oh, sorry. Both said sorry. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll go 93
4: then. Okay. Okay. We got our first correct answer. 93, George ah, Reister, yes, go, George. for Drew Brees, 93. By the way, he has actually rated 100 in apologies in Madden 21. <laughs> so because he does it so often, he's the only player to receive a 100 grade. All right, George, you're up 2-1. to one. The uh, first one to five wins this. And again, if you don't get the five, we'll have a tiebreaker. Where does Madden 21 have Russell Wilson mm. of the Seattle Seahawks?
5: He should be a ninety-nine two, but I'm gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with a ninety-seven. All right, John Ramos. because because oh. I do remember playing with him. He was a ninety-seven last year, and he's equally as good.
13: Yeah, I agree with George. Uh, but I, but I, can we pick the same number? Or do I have to pick a different number?
5: Oh,
4: uh, we'd like you to pick a different. Then I'll number. pick ninety-eight. Okay, unfortunately, John, he hit it on the head. Yeah. Ninety-seven for Russell yeah. Wilson, just a couple of spots lower than Patrick Mahomes. George, you're up three-one in this. Ooh. John Ooh. Ramos, you have hey. the ability to bounce back, though. This ain't over.
13: No, that's what you get when you serve. You get that first
4: choice. So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's like you're, you know, you're, you're right now just down three-one in the fifth. That's spot, right. So that's, that's all. So you just have to break his serve at some yep. point. What about Tom Brady of the mm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Buccaneers. Where does Madden 21 rank Tom Brady, now a member of the Buccaneers?
13: I feel like Madden has to have a respect for somebody so far. I would actually put Brady more like an 87, but I think they'll give him a 90.
4: Okay, a 90.
5: George Reister, where do you think that Tom Brady is ranked? I'm so mad at this because that was going to be my answer because it has to be higher than Matt Ryan. But. He gets more respect for his longevity than Aaron Rodgers. So I would go 90, but I'm going to go I, – I feel like this a lose. I I can't be right now. So I'm going to go 89, just you, like Aaron Rodgers.
4: You, you have a good feel of the room because John Ramos nailed it on Boom. the nose. 90 for Tom Brady making mm. this a 3-2 ball game. But, George, you can extend your lead back up to two if you guess – where Dak Prescott is rated correctly. Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Where is he rated in Madden 21?
5: If Matt Ryan is an 87, <laughs> it's going to be lower than Matt Ryan. His They did not yeah. make the playoffs. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. He doesn't have a contract. And you said Carson Wentz was a, a what? 84. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. He's got a better availability than Carson Wentz, so I'm going to give him the same
13: rating. Okay. Ooh, so an 84. Gonna... Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with George. It's going to be low. I'm going to say it. I'll but I'll pick 85. All right. 84, right on the hand. Oh, good wow. job. Yeah, yeah, geez, we're right on the target man. on that there one. There is
4: no, there Woo. is no wiggle room. All right, John Ramos, to stay alive in this game, you need to get this one. Okay. Lamar Jackson of the mm. Baltimore Ravens. All right, George's got four you MVP. Well, MVP Lamar candidate. Jackson. Yeah, um, well, I would. He was the MVP. Yes, he was the M- right. Yes.
13: Um, I will say he's in ninety eight.
4: Ninety eight. All right, George Reister. Where do you think Lamar Jackson is? Wait,
5: what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you up. Do say he was going to be higher rated than Russell Wilson? Man. St- Stop! there's not a chance i'm gonna prices right you right here okay and just and just get an easy win and go uh actually so i i'm gonna make sure i get the win because you went 98 yes so i'm gonna go 95 okay. in case he's a 96 so then i'll still <laughs> get the win I'm, so i'm going 95. i thought you were gonna go one dollar yeah. on, I, on I, I, I started to but i but i wanted to be true to the spirit of i'm a competitor Lamar Jackson rated ninety four oh, in Madden twenty one. Okay. George, it's his speed, nice. dude. It, his speed brings him up. His speed agility brings up his quarterback rating, even though it's not as you know accurate maybe in some of the other areas. So that brings him up. But they were not going to have him higher than Russell Wilson. No chance. The uh, the uh, other quarterback I
4: left out, Deshaun Watson, only eighty six. I was a bit surprised by that. Thought Deshaun Watson maybe would have been higher, but that was the range of quarterbacks. Great Pat job, Ryan guys. Has
5: an MVP, so that's that's where they. Yeah, that that could be, but I
4: still think that if you're playing Madden twenty one and you have Deshaun Watson, I think I'd rather was... have
5: Deshaun Watson.
4: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. John, great effort. We appreciate the time. Yeah. Next time we'll do Madden 92 ratings. So <laughs> Jim Kelly, uh, he's George Reister. That would be I, fun. That Actually, it would be, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. I got Icky Woods as a 91. Um, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. LeBron James is not going to wear a social justice movement message on the back of his uniform. Someone thinks that's the
6: right idea. That's next here on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
3: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
9: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Winter's coming. Here in LA, that means more rain, but for others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All season tires, all weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home, or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to Tyrac.com slash sports. You'll see their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me. TireRack is the experts. That's Tyrac.com slash sports tirerack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be.
4: I'm Dan Buyer. He's George Reister sitting in for Doug today. Just because Doug is out doesn't mean we won't uh, do a segment that Doug normally does at this time. And that's here's some comments from either one of the great shows on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1 in a segment Doug likes to call. And now. <laughs> What's up, Spike? On Undisputed Today on Fox Sports 1, Shannon Sharp weighed in on LeBron James, deciding not to display a social justice message on the back of his jersey, rather just having his last name James. This was Shannon Sharp earlier today on Fox Sports 1. I'm absolutely not surprised by this, Skip. I think his body of work speaks for itself.
7: I think we've seen what he's done with the Trayvon Martin situation, Skip, wearing the T-shirt, uh, Eric Gardner, I can't breathe. We see his initiative, uh, the IPS school. We see his initiative
6: with uh, 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 getting people out to vote. So LeBron James is not a
4: symbolic type of a guy. He's a guy that does the actual work. I'll tell you what, before George weighs in, I will weigh in myself. This is – I to Shannon's point, I, I don't think that there is an offer oppor- that, that LeBron James needs to take this opportunity to show or to put a magnifying glass on what he has done. He has done plenty off of the court. I have no problems with players choosing to you know to have their own name on the back or if they want to use the social justice matter. To me, it's not as big of a, it's not really even a big deal at all of having a message on the back of your jersey or not. It again is what you do just like when we hear apologies when we hear people wanting to say they're sorry that's fine I'll take it from all of that I'm just curious on what's being done and what you do and I feel the same way about these NBA jerseys George when you hear Shannon Sharp say that you know LeBron has done so much uh, in, in his career uh, off the court that he doesn't think that LeBron James needs to wear that social justice message what are your thoughts
5: on that he's 100% right Shannon is spot On with this one, I mean, they he LeBron already said that he wasn't consulted about the list of names and the list of names. It does include things like Black Lives Matter, say their name, vote. I can't breathe justice, peace, equality, all these things. So if you're LeBron, you stand for all those things. This is a dude who speaks out on public issues, donates his own money, millions and millions of dollars of his own money. He's sending eleven hundred kids to college already. That's not even including the money he has pledged and donated to uh to start the I promise school, who's doing remarkable things in Cleveland. What more do you want to do? He lives these things. And if he puts one on there, then somebody's gonna feel slighted about the nut uh the other. No, the James brand uh is represents all of those things, not just one of them. You know, it's it, LeBron wore an "I Can't Breathe" shirt
4: a couple of years ago, and 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 so the message there when he does that, like in a pregame warmup. That, to me, sends more of a message than being league-approved messages. Choose if you want. Like, yep. I, it's, a, it's a nice thought by the NBA, but it really doesn't do anything. LeBron wearing that T-shirt in pregame warm-ups, to me, is more meaningful than any of the messages that we could see on the back of these jerseys during the, the NBA bubble. Because uh, just of, of this, is it's it's him speaking out on his own, doing his thing. And And as I said, I just want to see guys – uh, you know, have the actions. I get it. You know, if you want to yeah. have, you know, the message on the back, totally fine. But it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where Kramer didn't want to wear an AIDS ribbon. He's participating in the AIDS walk with everybody who's, you know, supporting that. But then there's everybody gathers up on him because he doesn't want to wear a ribbon because everybody else is forced to wear a ribbon. And that's kind of what this is to me of, all right, yeah, if the NBA is allowing it, it takes more of the, the guts to do it when it's not allowed or, or no one else is doing it. Ah! What's
12: up, fuck?
5: George, your last thoughts in 10 seconds? Oh, I mean, but there will be people who will criticize. Well, why doesn't he put free Hong Kong on there And, and all of that? And I'm just like, dude, he's taking care of the stuff in his own backyard. And the people that are talking about that, I have so many thoughts on that. They are lame as well. His resume speaks for itself, both off and on the court. So, will he add to his resume
4: this season in the bubble? We'll talk about LeBron next year on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: George is feeling good on this Monday because Cam Newton is a new Cam in George also beat John Ramos in our Madden 21 game. Don't worry, there will be a time that John Ramos can get his revenge on George Reister. It's just not going to be today. Can LeBron James get his revenge on those who say that the Lakers can't win an NBA title, especially in this bubble situation? Well, things got a little bit more difficult over the weekend. Losing Rajon Rondo now uh, for as many as two months because of a fractured thumb. The Lakers bench is depleting with Avery Brown. Bradley not taking part this is a it's a unique situation we know the NBA bubble but when we talk to guys like Rick Bucher, like we did last hour George and finding out how much depth is going to be an issue the Rajon Rondo injury now puts maybe even more question marks on if the Lakers can get this done in Orlando.
5: Yeah, dude, this is the definition of LeBron basically playing with two hands tied. Well, actually, just one hand tied behind his back at this point. But that's what the magic tricks happen of the greatest players of all time. And in this, we will, I I believe that this will be the greatest like championship that LeBron has ever won. If he wins this one, because yes, coming back from down three, one with the Warriors was monumental and it was, you know, great to see and added to his legacy, but not only winning championships in Miami, Cleveland and Los Angeles as the best player, which nobody would have ever done. And then adding to it, a stop in the middle of the season, Kobe dying uh going to a bubble, no fans, no energy, no home court advantage. Everybody else rested. Like this will be a a spectacular display of of greatness if he's able to pull this off as the catalyst for that. Like that obviously Anthony Davis is going to add to it cuz he's one of the top 10 players in in the league, but if LeBron James is the best player in all the playoffs and all the finals it, it will be just spectacular I,
4: I i you know in in hearing you lay out the reasons i'm surprised that the the rest aspect is be uh, is a is a factor because and and i'm not trying to pinpoint words but you actually think that the other teams were benefited more with rest than the lakers were because I think that the Lakers were actually beneficial, uh, very beneficial. Anthony Davis said that it, heck, it helped them uh, get rest well, during this time. Y- so like I well, would, well, use-
5: of course that it helped the teams, except for it didn't help the Lakers because even though they are more rested, they lost two players. I yeah. the and and the Clippers. Who didn't have a whole lot of time to jail because they had been hurt all year. you had to have Paul George hurt, uh, Kawhi Leonard load managing, Pat Patrick Beverly out. Everybody on their team had been hurt. They're all coming coming back like gangbusters. I, I, you know, the Clippers were hitting their stride though in March when
4: everything kind of seemed to start to gel together. And I think that entering this bubble and entering the resumption of the season, when we don't know a lot how things are going to play out, George, I'll openly admit it. At First, I said that I thought teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers, like the Bucks were going to be at a disadvantage because they lost their home court advantage. And then I kind of changed my thinking on that, just thinking like, you know what, if they're the better team than the opponent, the better team should beat the lesser team on a neutral court more times than not. So maybe it gives the advantage to the top teams. But now when you look at the top teams, I don't think that, I don't think we're going to look back at this title if the Lakers lose it and say, well, they didn't have Rondo or Avery Bradley didn't choose to play for them. I think that we're going to look back at it and be like, yeah, there's the Clippers were just better or the Bucks were better or the Rockets went on an, on an amazing run. I don't think that LeBron is going to get that sort of leeway or have that excuse on why he's not going to win it. And so the Rondo injury, as we talked with Rick Buecher, I just think it puts more on LeBron. So if they do win it, maybe you are right. Maybe it's I. I have a tough time thinking that topping the three-one deficit against the Warriors can be topped. But there will definitely be more on his shoulders. And I think depth is going to be a huge part of this. It's actually why I think Milwaukee has a decent chance of actually getting to the NBA Finals and getting, um, you know, past that hump of that they didn't get past last year against toronto because of their depth because of the amount of guys and i just think that this i don't think that rondo is the difference between a championship team and not but i just think this puts way more on the shoulders of lebron and, and and makes it infinitely more difficult to him maybe something that he can't overcome it's it's how this is all going to play out. We don't even know if Russell Westbrook's going to, you know, need acclimation time to get back from uh, from his situation. There are just so many so many different unknowns, but the one thing that I do know is there's no Rondo and LeBron's got it more on his shoulders.
5: Yeah, but. it is definitely a much, a much, much harder road for him, but isn't, isn't this the thing that separates the greatest players away from, like, that, that separates the, you know, people who are – in the top 50 greatest players of all time who don't have championships and all that. And then you have people who you argue about are in the top 10, the Kobe's the Tim Duncan's, whether you put in where you put a Keem, where you put in Bill, you, you know, and then you have the, the goats, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Do you consider Bill Russell in there? I mean, like there is a different, you know, level when you get to talking about those people, like that's the elite of the elite of the elite. And this is the times when they separate themselves from everybody else because James Harden getting a championship. Yeah, that, that would be big, but he's not going to go down as the greatest player of all time. Like nobody's even in that conversation because he hasn't built that resume up. The, yeah, the, you know it's funny you bring up James Harden because the only the, there's
4: one player that I think can lead his team to a title, and no one will question the validity to it. And when we talk about LeBron, you and I are having this discussion on July 13th of 2020. If LeBron and the Lakers win a title this year, you're going to have people having the same argument, George, on July 13th of 2025 in regard to this season (laughs) because people are going to say it wasn't a full season it was and then there are others who are going to be like it was even more difficult i don't think they're going to bring up the rondo injury or they're going to bring up avery bradley sitting out but i do think that they will unveil the circumstances and use that to their advantage but the one player that i do think because i think if james harden wins we will pinpoint and unfairly to james harden be like well what kind of real what kind of real playoffs were that i think you'd get the The same thing with Giannis. I think if the Bucs win, I think they would be like, well, let's do it under different circumstances. The only player that I think we wouldn't question is Kawhi Leonard. And that's because of what he did last year with the Raptors. If he does it again with the Clippers, I don't think we're going to look at that championship as any less Unfortunately, people will use it against those top 50 type of guys that you talk about because maybe they haven't done it before. and They haven't done it in their situation. And it goes back to the San Antonio Spurs in 1999. The Spurs needed to verify that first championship, even though it was legit in my mind with the shortened regular season. They played a full playoffs. It took them winning other titles to verify the first one. I think every superstar is going to have to deal with that, including LeBron James, if they win this one that it won't be it won't be a real title everyone except Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi's got the one last year it would almost be like him kind of holding court if you will George but I think that Kawhi would get the pass where everybody else we would use we would we would use the Orlando bubble as an excuse of oh that's why they won let's see them do it in a real 82 game season (laughs) you know in a a real playoff I I truly like I can you know I can see them doing that I could see them doing that with James Harden I can see them doing that with Luka Doncic I think I can see See them doing that if Denver makes a run. Um, I, I could see it with Giannis. I could see it with all of these situations. People are going to pick it apart for how it is, except if Kawhi ends up winning. And that includes LeBron James. I think you'd still have this argument if LeBron and the Lakers win it on whether this is legit. That is never going to go away. It's not.
5: I like that. I like that because you, you are right. If you haven't won a title before, people are going to look at it with skepticism uh, of this bubble situation. But if it is LeBron, if it is Kawhi, then they're going to say, okay, then this is legit because these are the people who were supposed to win. And and I would say that that does make a lot of sense. But if you do have an outlier champion, like if you do have – You know, a a six seed, if you do have the Philadelphia 76ers come in and win, people are going to say, hold up, hold up. How does this make sense? Like, this was not a team (laughs) that could come out and win. Oh, man, I am so
4: glad you bring up the
5: 76ers
4: because there isn't a team that this country loves to love that has not earned any of the respect that they deserve. I love Joel Embiid. The Ben Simmons hype drives me absolutely nuts. He hits one three-pointer and people are like, uh-oh, he's about to change the game. <laughs> like, get out of here with that junk. And I have heard this during the quarantine. They're like, Ben Simmons is now healthy. Maybe a team that doesn't hit threes can really... What? 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 what when? How did the NBA change in the th- three months of not playing <laughs> where all of a sudden now the Sixers are thought of as a legitimate threat. Yeah, like stop. get the out of team here. That
5: was 39 and 26 in sixth place in the East, not sixth place in the West, sixth place in the East, 14 games out of first place. Uh, how about the, no, the, I mean, the, the,
4: there are two ways that you can tell people are idiots. Number one, when they tell you that, look out for the Sixers. Okay, that's, that's one way to do it. Number two, if in a mock draft they have, a Seahawk, they have the Seahawks taking a cornerback. Because every mock draft every single year has them. They like this cornerback when they have never, ever drafted that in the first round. So those are the two ways you can do it. You hear Sixers love. That is a sure sign that the person has no idea what they're talking about.
5: That's a I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's George. <laughs> you, you have a better off chance of, of either the Pacers or the or, or the Heat winning. But if, if the 76ers, Pacers, Heat or Raptors win the championship this year, people are going to be like, nah, nah, this bubble thing ain't right, man. <laughs> you may have heard in uh, Brian Fenley's
4: news update. And if you didn't, the uh, the numbers are starting to trickle in on the amount of. Uh, positive tests the Nba ended up testing um, 322 players I believe was the uh, the official number and two they had two positive tests coming out of that uh since they started the testing on July 1st they've had 19 players test positive but since arriving on the in the Orlando bubble they've had two uh people test positive of the 322 there also have been zero calls to the snitch hotline on people breaking. (laughs) Protocol. There are a couple of guys, a Sacramento Kings player or Houston Rockets player, broke protocol. They got to sit in quarantine for eight days. I just wonder, George, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, people are going to be having their eye on Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, maybe being like, uh, you know, let's ring up this line because we think LeBron may have crossed the protocol line. Something to watch in the NBA season. I don't know. Tattletailing it could be the... Uh, it could be the a theme of the 2020 NBA playoffs. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, there is a big change in the National Football League as the Washington football team has finally done it. That next year
6: on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byers sitting in for Doug today. Glad to have you with us. By the way, you can hear George and myself every Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio, 5 o'clock Eastern to Pacific, just like we uh, went at it yesterday. Uh, three hours of fun and three more hours of fun today in a bit. We'll check in with Jerry Brewer, the columnist for the Washington Post, as the big news of the day is the Washington Redskins are retiring the nickname and logo of the Redskins, and we'll now search for a a new name, a new moniker. Could be some trademark issues, George, but you aren't you believe that maybe those aren't as serious as as maybe uh, we could see on the
7: surface.
5: Yeah, as a person who has filed trademarks previously, um, I would my my experience is that when you file a trademark for something that you you usually have to have some sort of legitimate grounds to say that it belongs to you or that, that you should get it. We've seen the Ohio State University try to uh, trademark the. We have seen other people try to trademark things that were not, that got thrown out. And you there there's one guy out in, in um the Washington area who has trademarked forty-four different things from the uh from the red Wol- well attempted to the the red wolves, the red tails, tail hawks, red hawks, all sorts of things that they could possibly um e- even the radskins, R A D S K I N. Yes, the Radskins. Uh. And it was just like Oh, okay, this is an attempt. This is nothing more than an attempt to at a money grab, and yes, that is sort of the place that we live in in America in a capitalistic society. But the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office—they'll probably throw those things out as soon as the um, as soon as the Redskins actually figure out what name that they're going to use. They will apply for the trademark for it. They may they may either have to fight him on it or give him a couple couple dollars, but it won't be anything significant. I mean, it's already a 400 and some odd dollar process and it takes six months for it to pass through like uh, as long as nobody contests it. So, yeah, this is a situation is going to get an illegal battle and the dude that did it is going to lose.
4: Jerry Brewer, a columnist for the Washington Post, joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the program. How's your Monday going?
14: Uh, All in all, pretty good. Just another quiet week in sports. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah. (laughs) Absolutely no games, but everything, everything seems to be going on right now. Okay, so we get the official announcement today that they are retiring the nickname. We heard on July 3rd that they would review this. In a span of 10 days, I, I, I know that stuff happened before that, Jerry, and that's where I kind of want to go. Was it the FedEx stuff? Was it the minority owners? What ended up being the impetus to finally make Daniel Snyder make this change?
14: I, I think um, they've been receiving pressure for a little longer than than what has been reported um, in in this wave, you know, since George Floyd's murder. Um and I think I think it was just a combination of those factors. Um, there there's there appears to be quite a bit going on behind the scenes with the organization, and hopefully, over the next over the next period, we we can get to the bottom of everything that's going on. But they didn't just decide um, proactively that they were going to do this. Not when the owner said. Never, you can use all caps. And I don't think you get to the point in which you're retiring it this quickly unless there was something that was already pushing this down the road probably uh, weeks in advance. Ron Rivera has said that Ian Snyder have broached this topic for a month, um, and I think the initial reaction was, oh, I mean, I think you're lying a little bit. But um, I I could see a scenario in which – for more than a month there has been behind the scenes pressure that just manifested itself over the last few weeks.
5: Um what do you think about the the press release saying that Ron Rivera would have a say in the team name? I was like he just got there. Is this in, is he just putting his um is Daniel Snyder just putting his minority face in the front to help deflect some of this uh heat?
14: You you don't have a problem with the coach who's never coached a game in Burgundy and Gold (laughs) uh, helping to make this critical decision as one of only two people? (laughs) I mean, come on, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's problematic. I mean, for one, um, Snyder's circle is is smaller than it's ever been. He fired Bruce Allen finally, which um, was an easily justifiable move. It probably happened uh, four years too late uh but then also um you know another person in the front office who was really instrumental in keeping keeping things going as dysfunctional as it was, was was Eric Schaefer um who who had uh you know he was basically number 2 number 3 in command pretty pretty consistently um over the past 7 or 8 years um they let him go as well as part of just kind of freeing up the organization for Rivera to do um, what he wanted to do. Um, but, you know, now you see seeing this, like, who's really running the show? Well, Rivera's trying to get the football team ready, but he's also kind of acting unofficially like a team president would. And then you've got some other people who are tied to, to um, Daniel Snyder's business overall who have kind of entered to, to help on some of these things. But still it still feels like, um, you know, like like, like the teacher – broke her leg and there's a substitute or a different substitute um, every day in class. Um, And uh, I think it's incredibly problematic that the organizational structure isn't there for them to implement a process that is somewhat open and inclusive. Uh, You should at least have a focus group that has um, people who really understand the history of D.C. on it, um, potentially – you know, a Native American activist or two, um, uh, you know, a prominent long-term season ticket holder. You know, you, you need to, like, you, you can't have this idea and not bounce it off of someone who is outside of the organization um, or a group of someone. Um, and my fear is that they're just going to make this decision, and it sounds good between the two of them, but what what good idea – has ever really been created for um, you know thousands, if not millions, of fans that come from only two people. So, um, I mean, I think they're kind of caught up in, we're trying to get this done as soon as we possibly can. But you've already said that the name is retired. Uh, now just go ahead and get this right. Even if you have to play next season, whenever the heck it begins, under some generic name. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're just... The, you know, the Washington football franchise, Washington football club. Uh, maybe you just, uh, we're just going to call ourselves Washington and we'll we'll have a W on our helmet instead of our, our normal logo, whatever. Um, but I think there's an, a chance to where you could build, from a marketing standpoint, some anticipation and excitement around being more inclusive in the process. And um, while I give them a clean slate right now, I think the rush to do something that is wrong uh, would work against the very thing that you're trying to do by moving on from the name.
4: Jerry Brewer of the Washington Post columnist joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb show. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Jerry, you don't know this, but, uh, and I just mentioned this a little while ago, George and I do a show on Sundays here on the network. And yesterday we had Fred Smoot on who has gotten me on board of the Red Wolves train because It's it. I I like the name and whatever the reasons are, the the most striking thing about this, Jerry, to to your point, is that people seem excited about being a part of maybe the name change, whether they like it or not. They are being active. Some people say, I love it. Others may say, I I can't stand it. Is all of this just a sign of, of, of of Dan Snyder's unwillingness to do it, of just you know, the more things change, the more they they stay the same. Even with Bruce Allen out, I mean, is that is that basically the message that that Dan Snyder is sending?
14: Well, we'll see. I, I don't want to project too much of that on him. I think it would be unfair. But when, certainly, when we look at at his track record and how how tone deaf he has been uh, in general, but but specifically, uh, you know, with. With the fans, how he's alienated so many of them, and and it goes beyond just just uh, winning and losing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at sp- a sports franchise uh, as a civic asset, which is something that they try to be and something that they try to claim when they when they want to get money for for uh, for stadiums um, to be publicly funded, um, that, that there is a, a kind of responsibility that you have. You want, on some level, to make people feel like. Uh, this franchise is something that we're proud of, and this franchise is something that represents us in the right way. I would argue, and I think very—you know—I don't think very many people would question it—that over the majority of, of Daniel Snyder's 21 years in charge, um, it, it there has been nothing that makes people proud of having you know that franchise associated with the city they love and live in and that's been a big problem and so yeah you can change the name but if you don't change your ways along with it the rebranding means nothing i mean all you're doing is just um you know throwing cologne on your funky body after you worked out um so there's a lot of work to be done on a lot of levels to get that you know, the way that it should be i mean and, and people like to make it's not a perfect comparison when they say well um, you know, the Bullets to the Washington Wizards, um, one of the reasons beyond just the fact that the Wizards' name is not synonymous with D.C., it's generic, it's largely terrible, but one of the reasons that it, it, it never really took with people is there was never, there's never been any glory behind that. The, the best thing the Wizards have done is make it to the second round of the playoffs. Um, and I guarantee you if they had had some kind of run, championship run, uh, or or just a period of sustained success um you know beyond just a few years people wouldn't care about the name and and they would they would purchase the the merchandise and they would be more proud of it than they seem to be right now
5: this is a situation to where i i, I believe that that Daniel Snyder could be looking at this as a potential windfall sit- situation where he rebrands the franchise is worth more. Is there any chance that he does exit? Uh, exit stage left now?
14: Um, I I don't think so. But I mean, you have forty percent of of the ownership group now wants out. You know, the three. Minority owners uh, account for just a little bit of, forty percent uh, of the franchise. You know, so that's on a three point four billion dollar franchise. That's what a billion and a half, something in there, something a little less than that. Um, it's over a billion dollars um, that you're hoping that somebody buys on, and if they don't, um, and who would really want to be be a, a you know a non controlling owner under Daniel Snyder, who's done nothing but wrong? Um, So, I could see where there could be some pressure on him to say, you know, um, look, uh, you know, uh, they want out, um, can't find a a buyer um, who who wants to sign on for this or a number of buyers for obvious reasons. And then maybe you go back to them, and maybe their thing is, you know, why don't you give up your controlling stake? You can still have a stake in this team, and NFL franchises make so much money, it would make sense that you'd want to keep a stake, but. Maybe it's no longer sixty percent of the franchise that you own. Um, you know, sell us whatever it does to give us controlling uh interest and, and we'll move on from there. I mean I, I could see them trying to apply that pressure, but Dan Snyder doesn't really have anything else. Um, you know, he made his money, he kinda cashed out on a lot of those businesses or pretty much the overwhelming majority of it. And he's in he's a, by NFL standards of ownership he's an incredibly young owner he can own this team and for another 30 years plus easily uh and i'm not sure that he wants to give up on it and think that his legacy is all you did was run it into the ground so it would have to take a lot if the franchise is worth 3.4 billion dollars um the valuation of it would have to be a lot higher than even that i think to entice him to want to sell Interesting stuff. Great stuff
4: from Jerry Brewer. That's where you can find him, columnist for the Washington Post. It's where you can find him on Twitter. Is what I was going to say. Jerry, thanks so much for the time. And uh, yeah, the story's not going to end here. We'll uh, we'll keep tabs and uh, hopefully talk again soon. Thanks so much. All right. Anytime. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Great point, George, in bringing that up because it's, I don't, you know, there is a lot of stuff there that I didn't know. And it's interesting to see that maybe even the whole ownership could, you know, come into jeopardy if that is the case. We always talk about the the possible stadium that he wants to to get and bring it back to Washington, D.C. But who knows? There may be a situation where he may not even have the team then. Something to definitely look for. In the future, get George on Twitter at George Reister, six year NFL vet. I'm on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, Tiger Woods has an opportunity to
6: make a big splash this week as he returns to the PGA Tour. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Coming up this week, uh, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. The uh, PGA Tour will stay at Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio. It'll be the Memorial, which is Jack Nicklaus's tournament this week. By the way, the PGA Tour basically saying they aren't going to have fans for the rest of this season, so uh, none of the remaining events and also none of the FedEx playoff events. By the way, we really haven't missed as much as you would, you know, people may want to think of a maybe a big shot on, on 18 to close it out with a big roar, but uh, but golf really hasn't missed a beat, and there was great action yesterday. But George, when we look at when we look at golf and Tiger Woods' return, playing for the first time since the pandemic, I really think that there is an opportunity here as we're seeing a spike in the the coronavirus numbers, and I really really feel that Tiger Woods, when he comes back, should be wearing. A Nike mask when he plays during these rounds. For the win! Like, that would say so much. And there's never... I've never been a jersey guy, you know, after I was about, you know, 10 or 11 years old, kind of moved out of the jersey phase. Difficult to want to, like, look like, you know, other athletes, but I've seen so many kids dress up like Ricky Fowler. How many times do you go to a golf course and see guys dressed up in their red and black like Tiger Woods? For Tiger Woods to be able to make that statement this week... I think would do a world of good in trying to get people to wear a mask and be safe during these sort of times. We haven't seen a a prime top athlete uh, really be competing or or one of the all time greats competing during this time. So when Tiger comes back and does it, I, I just think I think it would say so much and do so much in so many different ways.
5: Yeah, yeah do because there's so many people that have looked at it at mass and feel some sort of way about it, and if you are going to, you know, make it cool, that's something that Tiger Woods can do. He made golf cool to a whole to to, to all sorts of ethnicities and people that would not have ordinarily played golf. I didn't play golf until Tiger was was sure. playing. I didn't play golf. I didn't pick up clubs till I was 20. 24, 20. Well, like, no, no, no. I was younger, uh, like 23 or 24. First time I picked up clubs and I was like, I've, it was almost like that commercial where that Michael Jordan, I want to be like Mike. I was like, yeah. I want to want to want to be like Tiger, yeah. like <laughs> so putting on a mask could definitely be influential out in the culture. I think you know for for Nike too, it
4: would it would sell. I mean, it'd be a money maker for them. But I went to a golf course about a month ago, and you know, you think like golf course, you're spaced out, but you're also in a clubhouse area. And I was the only one wearing a mask, and you know, I'm thinking, geez, Tiger, help me out here just a little bit, you know, and trying to do it. I know that there's 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 various ways you could do it, but if Nike does it, then you know, Under Armour and uh, Adidas does it, and you can move on and you can start something. I don't think we're gonna see it. But who knows? Stranger things have happened. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, who was the real man behind the name change in Washington?
6: It wasn't Daniel Snyder. We reveal the unusual suspect next here on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
4: I'm Dan Bayer. He's George Reister sitting in for Doug today. I've had a lot of fun over the last three hours or so. Big thanks to the executive producer, Ryan Music, John Ramos, our technical producer, and our newsman, Brian Fenley, who will be joining us in a bit. Uh, Want to let you know that you can reach George on Twitter, at George Reister. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. And now, George, is the time where Brian's going to kind of, you know, give us the headlines of the day for us to respond to. You ready to do it? Boom. Let's do it.
6: The Press.
4: The Press and the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Mazda. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to leave the house and rediscover the road. The first ever Mazda CX-30 is made for people who love to drive. If that's you, then go to MazdaUSA.com to learn more about the entire Mazda CUV lineup and available finance options. Brian, what do you got?
11: What do we have, guys? According to Pro Football Talk, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell was pushing the Redskins, to change their name. This according to a source with knowledge of the situation that Goodell, quote, pushed Snyder very hard, end quote, to make this change and basically went full force in persuading this to happen.
4: Well, good on Goodell for for doing that and stepping up and doing it in a way that it's a uh, behind-the-scenes role. A lot of times this stuff is put out in the open, but uh, I say good on Goodell.
5: Yeah, it, yeah uh, that doesn't
4: sound good, George. You go. Yeah, uh,
5: yeah. No, 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 no. It's good that 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 he did, but ultimately, Goodell works for the owner, so he can try to influence them as much as he wants. It's it's up to them to be open minded and realize that something is not only good for the league, but good for their brand as well. Well, yeah, and that's you know remember too, Daniel Snyder doesn't do
4: this. If it isn't good for him in a variety of of spots, Uh, just I mean, new stadium, whether it be new merchandise, whether it be, um, you know, maybe getting other, you know, owners to come in uh, to purchase that 40 percent stake that you just talked with. uh, We just talked with Jerry Brewer about. But uh, yeah, Dan Snyder is going to get some benefit from this as well, Oh, for sure. Yeah.
11: And by the way guys, the odds are coming in from our friends over at betonline.eg. Okay, let's hear them. Let's Red hear them. Tails 3 to 1. They are the leader in the clubhouse. You've also got the Generals 4 to 1, the Warriors 4 to 1, and Dan's favorites, the Monuments down at 8 to no, 1. No, 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 <laughs> that, that is
9: not true. That is not true. I
11: I made that joke once and
4: somebody didn't laugh. Um, oh okay. by the way, if Generals is actually 4 to 1, Okay. No, I'm asking you. Oh, yes, you. yes, it is. Yeah, it is 4-1. Okay. So the losingest sports team in the history of sports, the Washington Generals, who never beat the Harlem Globetrotters. Maybe they beat them once. I don't think that they did. But that's who you want to name? Like, that has 4-1 to one odds? You know, like i don't see what the problem is <laughs> <laughs> it
3: seems oh, appropriate
4: man, man no way I, I hey i would i would be fine with the red tails i do want red wolves i am on the okay. red wolves bandwagon but i i could live with red tails but uh, i i am all red wolves
11: right now and dan we also know you are on the seahawks train that is your yeah. team and yes. Pete carroll has spoken to reporters recently, and given what's going on with the whole virus situation, he is open to seeing the training camps get pushed a little bit back just to be safe and to, what he says, be used as an advantage for his players.
4: I don't think that there's any doubt that the things are going to be pushed back, especially now with what's happened You know, today here in the state of California, a bunch of stuff shutting down. I I think that you you could see that in other spots of the country as well. But also you've got a bunch of teams here in in California, the Rams and and Chargers and 49ers. So, yeah, there's going to be – yeah, I I think that you're going to see delays.
5: Yeah, it feels inevitable at this point, but you just don't like to see it. But at least you – Have a a point of reference for, well, at at, at least you can be hopeful that you may eventually have sports if people do change their behavior because they may get sick of, ah, I want something new. I want something different at this point in time.
11: Big names, guys, trying to buy the New York Mets. And the names include Travis Kelsey, Brian Erlocker, DeMarco Murray, Bradley Beal, teaming up with Alex Rodriguez, Jennifer Lopez. And I've heard even Dan Beyer is involved in this purchase <laughs> to the Mets. Really? That's <laughs> yes. news to me. Interesting. Yes. Sources Interesting. are telling me. Oh, wow. that's That would be <laughs> – I'll tell you what. They're going
4: to have more owners than the Packers have, you know, with like <laughs> – I'm sorry. You know, uh, Travis Kelsey's a great head end. I don't think he has a minority ownership money, you know, in Major League Baseball. Aaron Rodgers has a slight minority share of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, but this is all just for headlines and it's typical Mets. Man. Yeah, that's
5: all I need. Uh, I, 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 all, all I need is a loose... 50 mil land land around so I can get me about 2% of the Mets. I would definitely or 2 to 5%. I would definitely be all in on that. I do love the fact that former athlete, well current and former athletes are getting on the ownership side that will change the balance of power which will get which will break up the good old boys club so I definitely hope that they get the team
1: hey get out there and press
14: that was the press i'll
4: tell you what for uh for two percent you don't even get the "Mm," in mets though there's gonna there's gonna be somebody who's who's yeah but you get tickets (laughs) you do get tickets uh when you can actually go to games george it's been fun we'll talk to you later here on the doug gottlieb show
9: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury